these are the three things I'm unwilling to sacrifice. Health, family relationships, and that kind of like career purpose. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the In Pursuit Passion podcast, produced by Empart Media and hosted by myself, Hamish Hallett. And in today's episode, I was joined by the one and only Bethan Jepson, where we spoke about why a life of variety enables more learning, how success always has a cost, and the lessons Bethan has learned during their pursuit of their passion. So sit back, relax, and let's pursue this passion. Hello, Bethan Jepson. Welcome to In Pursuit of Passion. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great. Thank you. Yeah. No, welcome to In Pursuit of Passion. I greatly appreciate, you know, wanting to come onto this amazing, amazing podcast. Now, to start this conversation off, doing a bit of research into you, you have quite a lot of labels attached to you. You're an entrepreneur, mentor, podcast host, investor, like there's so many different labels, right? But what I really want to know is, do these labels reflect the person you want to be and become? Um, I think in a sense, because obviously with the diversity of labels comes the, I suppose, my essence and that I have multi-interests. So if you ask me like, you know, what I'm passionate about, I struggle to choose one thing. I think, and I think therefore the thing I'm passionate about is a life full of variety and a life full of learning new things. Because I think if you just pursue one thing, you'll be very, very good at that one thing, I'm sure. But you kind of come to a point where maybe you're not learning as much or, I don't know. I just think for me, yeah, it's the fact that it, it, there's lots of different, lots of different kind of I suppose tasks and perspectives and places to go within each of those labels Um, and you know and they all you know they all work together it's not that they're you know completely separate things (laughs) they're all they're all kind of going they're all running parallel to each other um it's just they have each one has a slightly different yeah perspective and priority and yeah, different, I guess I suppose a different version of myself and a different kind of where I'm up to in like my learnings on each of those things is all different. So Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Because how do you intertwine all of those different passions then? Because I feel like some people would love to do multiple things, but yet aren't mm. able to really intertwine all of them together into one sort of main purpose. Well, so think- how do you do it? I think that's an interesting way to ask the question because if you ask me what my purpose is like well I suppose it's it's twofold it's leaving the world better than how I came into it and that's that's how I've just always been since being a young kid and I think the second thing is kind of living a life without limitations in a sense and having as much freedom as possible um because again probably my upbringing i've seen the consequences of feeling constrained or limited or held back so yeah so they those kind of things underpin then the decisions that i make like from a professional and personal standpoint you know um 
I'm an entrepreneur because there's more choices in your day to day than if you're an employee. I'm an investor because ultimately, you know, whether we like it or not, money does make the decisions in this world and has the power to do good or bad. But ideally, <laughs> I'd like to do this. <laughs> for a good right. For a good right. But again, yeah, yeah. it also leads to that freedom <laughs> element as well. Um, podcasting again because mm. it's i suppose part of it is freeing the truth so my podcast is called millionaire secrets so i am like well, well i like to think i'm telling those secrets that um you don't hear every day and that is kind of whether you're millionaires or successful people whatever you however you want to phrase it but um yeah freeing the truth and again like just passing on that knowledge so that people can have the impact that they want to have make the world a better place do you see where i'm going like it's all kind of <laughs> oh completely yeah yeah no i completely understand yeah. how it's sort of intertwined with each other and i love what you yeah. said about freeing the truth because i never thought yeah. that way in terms of podcasting because oftentimes i think podcasting is sort of creating a space for others to tell their story and, and share their knowledge but to allow truth to come forward is mm. something I've never heard of, which is interesting. Like how, what is your truth then? <laughs> so I know that's a very deep question, uh, I know, but like, what is your truth? I, know, it just I don't know, it's, it's an interesting question because, so uh, I think I spent my whole early chi- like childhood and early kind of adult life not, trying to run away from my truth in a sense because again I didn't have like a traditional upbringing um we had like foster kids like running around the house like we were foster a foster family if you like so we take in kids that didn't have anywhere else to go basically um so my parents are trying to do this amazing thing but the consequences of that is that there's violence in the house there's you know all sorts of traumatic uh you know uh, i suppose events that took place in these children's lives that then kind of manifest in their future behavior which as a kid you don't always understand obviously now i can look back and understand why they might be doing what they were doing but at the time it was just a very chaotic like place that was very unpredictable like the opposite of safety, which is kind of what you want as a kid. <laughs> um, but I never really told my parents that truth, my truth, which was that I didn't feel safe. And I didn't feel wanted and I didn't feel prioritized or, and didn't feel seen, you know, these kind of things. But I would never say I kept that to myself mm-hmm. because you know, I didn't want to cause my parents any more pain that they're having to go through already. <laughs> so, so I then took that right. in every aspect of my life. You know, if I was struggling at school or struggling with anything, I never told anyone. I just tried to find a way or, you know, <laughs> or I'd, every now and again, I would explode from like keeping it all in. But, um, yeah, and even when like coming out of university and trying to trying to find a career and trying to find my place in the world, I didn't really, I didn't really ask for help or, yeah, or like tell anyone. I didn't really know what I was doing because 
again, I was just, I think I just, that was just who I was by that point, like keeping things to myself and trying to be, you know, trying to be this self-sufficient person who doesn't need anybody and can be, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But what, but the thing is though, I, I, I mean, thank you for sharing that by the way, because I know that's quite a, um, quite a deep thing to well not deep what i mean by deep i mean quite a yeah, yeah. vulnerable thing to sort of yeah, talk about so i just want to say thank you for like talking about that um like that must have really sort of especially in terms of because i know you're from reading about your story as well like your dad was yeah. a lawyer then became a business owner mm. your mum was like a 24 7 carer and i was wondering so i was going to ask the question because they were so busy and then you now mentioned about the foster foster children coming into it I was going to ask you, did you feel forgotten? And clearly yeah, yeah. you felt slightly forgotten, but yet you didn't yeah. express it to your parents, yeah. was it? Or to everyone around you? Why, why is that? Is it because, because my, my understanding could be yeah. maybe you had too much pride to say it. Is that it? Or was there no, something I don't, else? I don't, I don't think it was about pride. I don't think as a, as a child you really have much pride. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think wow, you yeah. you can have ego, but I don't know. Like, I genuinely feel like I was just trying to make everybody else's life easier, um, and that's what I do. Like, my, you know, my mm. the magic that I bring to a business is I see people, and I can tell when someone's, you know, either doing great or not doing great, and I can understand. I can read between the lines and understand why someone might be struggling or why someone's excelling um and I think I developed that as a kid I could read a room and go oh that kid's about to explode I need to get out of here or oh my mum's about to burst into tears I need to say the right thing here or I need to you know I could I learned that skill of reading people and then choosing how I then use my behavior to influence that situation so I think that's I think that's what I was doing. I was it was survival technique. I was just trying to survive, and that was one of the things that I <laughs> developed. Um, but it, yeah, but you know, going back to your question of like, what is my truth? My truth now, I'm still pretty much discovering it to be honest, because I kept it, I kept it hidden away for so long. But I think it is things like giving myself permission to make mistakes and not be perfect you know we had a little conversation before about editing and <laughs> why it takes ages to to write content because you're that perfectionist and you is always like oh well, should i say it this way or that way um so yeah so nowadays i just don't even give myself permission to do that i just i'll go live whenever i can because then i don't have the chance to do that whole editing perfectionist thing <laughs> like um yeah i don't know which has kind of allowed me to do to do some quite experimental <laughs> entrepreneurial things but i'm but i'm still learning and i'm still <laughs> yeah i'm still figuring out what kind of life is best for me and that, that's real and not just like the version of me that pleases everybody <laughs> but the version of me that is there to please myself to go towards a bit more of your passion for like entrepreneurship did you always want to be an entrepreneur? No. 
Really? <laughs> just straight up no. <laughs> That's so funny. Why? Okay, why? Why? Why did? Why did you not want to be an entrepreneur? Well, well, yeah. Because so my dad started his business um, mm. in 2003, so I was kind of young but old enough to remember you know it from literally day one up until um he then eventually sold that business but um yeah and and in that time you know there was the 2008 recession there was things happening in our family and you know all sorts of things that then you know impact i guess impact someone's ability to work and run their business and all that stuff um and I would do work experience with his business as well at school. I would work summer holidays and and I just thought, God, this is a stressful job. <laughs> I just thought, this is so stressful. It's kind of thankless. Like everyone moans at you. If you're the boss, like no one comes to you and says, oh, you're doing a great job. You know, they just come to you with problems and it is a thankless job being the boss. Um, yeah, it, there was just like looking at it back then there was nothing that really appealed to me um about, about running a business um it was only yeah it was only really when i came out of university and i couldn't get i wanted to be an environmental scientist that's what i wanted to be um but i couldn't get a i couldn't get a job doing that um i think i'd kind of come into it just as the, the industry was still quite new, there wasn't really as much as there was now. And also my university kind of encouraged me to go down a route that wasn't right for me. Um, so I went back to work for dad's business after university. And it was only then when I kind of realized like, oh, like I'm kind of stuck here now. Like there's, you know, it's fine when you're doing work experience because you're like, oh, well, I'll be out of here in six weeks or whatever you can kind of see the end and so you don't really kind of you know you don't really think about well how can I have an impact here like if I'm going to be here for the next however many years so and that's so that's basically kind of how I then had to think about it was if I'm going to be here like I have to be here <laughs> I have to find a way to have meaning and have purpose yeah. because that was the thing I loved about the environment was just such purpose in it it was like you know, it was all about saving the planet and making things better for the future generation. And I really wanted to carry that, yeah, that level of purpose into whatever I did. Um, and so, you know, when you look at it from like a general business angle, it is things like, how can I make this business better? How can I make this, like, how can I make our service better for our customers? Um, how can I make life nicer here for the staff like these are the kind of questions that that then translates into um and naturally then because my dad was the boss if I had an idea about making things better you know he'd tend to say yes <laughs> he would tend to trust my judgment because I'm his daughter whatever and you know I like to think that I was you know had some good ideas it wasn't just that I was his daughter that <laughs> he kept saying yes there were other directors there that I had yeah. to I had to get approval from as well um so i just then started to see like the impact these decisions have like a, as a business leader entrepreneur whatever you want to call it your decisions impact a lot of people if you do it right they impact your customers which can be you know from a dozen up to hundreds of people 
they impact your staff, which again can be, you know, as big a number as, as whatever. Um, and and it, you you impact other businesses, you know, who's, you know, your suppliers where you're their customer, like you're impacting all those lives. So it just kind of changed my mindset a little bit when I went back into it at, at that age and, you know, with that kind of, you know, knowledge of I'm going to be here for a while, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. it kind of all went from there, really. Oh, completely. It seems like, correct me if I'm wrong here, it kind of feels yeah, like yeah. you kind of fell into entrepreneurship rather than just like, it just, you, yeah. you just were like, right, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It, yeah, it sort of 100%. just happened. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, completely. It, it seems like it, like, look, just to sort of like yeah. understand it from your perspective. And what I found interesting about your answer was how, you're working for your dad um, and you kind of said something where you're trying to get other, so how do I say this? Sorry. Um, it's like you're, yeah, you're basically within your, your dad's business and you're, you're his daughter. And to be honest, the reason why I'm going to ask this question is because my yes. parents were entrepreneurs yeah. themselves and I was working for their business actually. And there were times where, you know, I didn't want to mm. get the special treatment because I'm yeah. ex's son. Right. And so I just want to understand, like, are there times during the times where you were working for your dad that it sometimes felt like you were treated a little bit better than other people? Or did you have feelings where you were like, I don't know, you, you, you felt not mm. like an imposter, but just you felt very like you were here because yeah. you're, I'm my dad's daughter. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. If, exactly if that, if like, I definitely had that imposter syndrome. Um, and it was one of the reasons why I, that yeah. I actually left his business to kind of do my own thing be like a freelance consultant because I wanted to prove to myself and to others that no one, no one, you know, no one was questioning me. It was, I say to myself and others, but it's my perception of what others think. But anyway, mostly to myself. (laughs) Yeah, 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 totally. Right. That's interesting. So you kind of wanted to prove other people wrong. Why, why is that? Why, why did you want to Um, prove people wrong then? Well, I, I actually don't think it was people. Um, because the beauty of my dad is he doesn't give me any sort of special treatment. You know, he's, That's good. my dad's yeah, yeah, great, yeah. That's good. Um, but he can be very direct um, and very unforgiving sometimes. And yeah, he's still that way with me. Even, you know, he's, he's that way with anyone he interacts with. You know, it's not just him as a boss, it's him as a person. <laughs> so, yeah, so... <laughs> I don't think people thought I was getting any sort of special treatment, but I think for myself, like, cause the reason I, you know, the reason I got that job to begin with was cause I was my dad's daughter. Granted it was a basic admin job that, you know, he, he only thought I was going to be there for a few months while I found another job. So, you know, it wasn't like he was hiring me for a marketing role or a, <laughs> or a finance role or anything like, you know, high, you know, high level. Um, but I got that job because of him and I think I was, I was brave and asked questions probably because I felt comfortable around him because he was my dad. So I think it impacted my behavior. Mm-hmm. The fact that I was his daughter, I think it impacted my behavior more than <laughs> anybody else's. So I wanted to see, I wanted to see what right. I was like out like outside of that environment like where i didn't have that safety net of 
oh it's my dad's business so it's not like he can fire me or anything <laughs> like <laughs> I wanted to see what I could really do yeah without that um because I think if I didn't if I never built that confidence in myself I wouldn't have the courage to do what I'm doing now for sure because <laughs> what I'm doing now you know impacts a lot of lives like way more lives than perhaps I'm even comfortable with but <laughs> but but it's my next level of growth and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna confront that and I'm gonna give it everything I've got yeah I'm completely and is it because it'd be quite an interesting conversation if you like I don't know your dad like sat you down and said look <laughs> I'm really sorry this is not working out I have to fire you that's pretty much what I did to him <laughs> when I was leaving bit. I was like Oh, really? <laughs> right, that was some, like, quite, a, quite an interesting conversation then. And you said something actually just near the end where you said you are uncomfortable about the mm. amount of like impact you're having on people. Well, just Why because, do you feel uncomfortable by that? You know, you like to think things are going to go right and things are only going to go upwards, but that's just not yeah. reality. Things go up and down. Um, so when things go down, mm. like when the pandemic hits, for instance, and you have to make someone redundant, it's not nice you know and it's almost like no. you know you, you really have to justify to yourself like this this could this could have been me in a different life in a different if things have gone differently somebody else could be sitting me down and going you know we've, we've got to we've got to lose you here because of the situation so you you kind of feel it's a lot of responsibility because you've made that choice that, you know, that you're ultimately, you know, almost like you're that you're in, more important to keep and other people are more important to keep than that individual. It's just yeah. a lot. It's a lot that you have to yeah. just, yeah, it, it's, it's a conversation you have to have with yourself, but I'm not sure it will ever be a, something that's ever comfortable. Um, but yeah, but I say that's the worst case scenario really is, is that situation. But there's other things, you know, even, even when things are going well and work's picking up, then people are working harder than perhaps they've done before. And then that comes with stress and then they're like, oh God, like I'm causing this person stress. And then that impacts their health. And like, and then you're like, oh my God, like. Yeah. What should we do? <laughs> Literally, right? Yeah. It is a position of responsibility that you can't get right all the time. You make mistakes and yeah, you just have to, you have to find a way to, to sleep at night, basically. <laughs> mm, oh, completely. And speaking about like that kind of idea of like sleeping at, like sleeping at night and having stress, one of your mission statements, which is super interesting is success without sacrifice. Why do you think then people sacrifice things for success and in what ways can they avoid this? I think because people confuse success with happiness and because mm. of my upbringing that's just something I've never done like that's that's yeah it's always been clear to me that you have to know yourself well enough to know at what level the cost becomes too much because there's always, there's always, uh, you know, people always quiz me about the success without sacrifice thing. And um, even people on my podcast, 
they're like, oh, I don't think you can have success without sacrifice. And I agree with that. I'm not saying you can't have any sacrifice, but you have to be, it's, it's how you define the word sacrifice and how you define the word success. You know, if you define success as happiness, then all of a sudden money is irrelevant. <laughs> but if you define success as financial wealth, then obviously money is the main measurement. And then it's like, well, then how do you achieve that money? Well, a lot of people, they're trading their time for money. And then, and then that's when you get problems with, you know, work-life balance or, um, yeah, health not being a priority or whatever. But because they defined success as financial wealth to begin with, and then, then they went on this kind of spiraling, <laughs> like, journey of how to achieve it. Yeah. All of a sudden, they've sacrificed everything and they didn't even know it. And then they have, like this epiphany when they're like 35 and like, oh, I have to quit my job and become a yoga instructor. Like, <laughs> like whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I think because we were very financially successful, <laughs> but we were very unsuccessful in every other area. So for me, I've always defined success as not necessarily, you know, but don't get me wrong. I like to be financially comfortable. I think we all do. But I'm not somebody who aspires to be a billionaire or has a yacht. Or, But at the same time, I know that money can change the world. And I'd love to have my own turtle conservation charity. <laughs> so and I know that's not going to happen if I'm, you know, if I'm broke. So it's just it's that definition that is unique to you as an individual. Of both the success and the sacrifice. And then you just being unapologetic about making the decisions that allow you to live in alignment with with what those definitions are oh yeah totally it, it, it's all about defining your success mm -hmm. and defining what you want to sacrifice because i feel like we've had those very similar conversations with people on this podcast where it's all about defining what is your success and pursuing that what would you sacrifice in order to have success is there something you would sacrifice in order to get, as you said, that charity, for example, you mentioned? Is there something there? So I believe personally that you can only really prioritize three things at once. Um, for me, mm. and these are the three things I'm unwilling to sacrifice. So for me, these are he like health, family relationships, yeah. and that kind of like career purpose. Like that's the three things that yeah that, and everything else i will i will sacrifice <laughs> so i'll sacrifice you know the ability to jump on a plane whenever i want to if i've got a thriving business that you know allows me to have the family you know time with the family time with friends happy employees like happy you know happy yeah, happy like colleagues and business partners like yeah, I'll, I'll sacrifice that so I can have those things. Like, no problem. I'll sacrifice, you know, I'd love to do, uh, you know, meditation and, like, spiritual, like, you know, spiritual work. I'd love to make time for that every day, but no, I can't. Because otherwise I won't be able to go to the gym or otherwise I won't be able to spend time with my husband who... We only get like two evenings a week together anyway. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I'm very comfortable with that. So when people, yeah, you know, people pressurize me to do things 
you know and, and I get it you get it all the time nowadays in the kind of entrepreneur community like oh come and do this like retreat prioritize your business pride you know blah 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 and I'm like well that's the only weekend I get with my husband like in the next six weeks so <laughs> no <laughs> yeah so you kind of gosh you so you're quite you're very strict on saying yeah. no I'm not sacrificing yeah. that which is good it's really really good because I know what you mean because I feel like a lot of people sacrifice those things like they sacrifice their relationships they sacrifice yeah. their health massively and they also sacrifice their career and their main purpose for for something very short-term success which in the long run doesn't even accumulate into something massive over time right um but why do you hold your health your relationships and your career slash purpose so strongly to you well the, the, the family relationships thing is probably because I didn't really have that growing up and that's probably something that I always wanted. Um, equally, I've been with my husband since we were 15. Obviously, we didn't get, we got married, we only got married last year, but <laughs> we've been together our whole lives, basically. Um, so like, and I fully believe that he kind of rescued me from probably quite a dark path. Um, so I just know there's just, yeah and obviously it's all tied for me family relationships it's all tied in with my mental health you know if, i know if i don't have those things like if i yeah if i'm yeah i just i, I just I say i dread to think where i would have ended up <laughs> if i uh yeah if i didn't kind of invest what i invested in my relationship with my husband and then kind of fixing and healing the relationship with my family so it's just i say it's just very very important um and for me like health i think again because i've had an up and down journey with it not not like serious health problems or anything but you know i've 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 been in amazing shape and i've felt how good that feels and then i've you know and then i've been injured and then been in not great shape and felt the impact that, that has like physically and mentally again and also like because i am kind of ambitious from a career perspective like my health really does impact my ability to drive that forward and again I felt I felt that I felt feeling like sluggish and tired and unmotivated because you know because I've been eating takeaways for three days because I didn't have time to cook myself dinner (laughs) like I've you know I've done that been there done that and yeah so it's funny, like nowadays with my work routine, um, and I think my dad is actually very similar to me. So we kind of do it well together now, but like I'll stop work early to go to the gym if I've got something else that evening. Like, and I, and I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't feel guilty about going to the gym at three o'clock in the afternoon or four because I just know Why? that it'll make me a better, it'll be make me better equipped for whatever I've got to do later or the following day. Like we do a lot of networking and stuff. And I've said, so there's been times in my career where I've literally networked like four nights a week, which is exhausting if you're an introvert. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> <I don't like> <laughs> um, but obviously that has an impact then on you the next day. And then you don't get anything done at the office. And then it's like, well, so there's, I just think, 
if you've learned these lessons, I think I have, I think I've spent my twenties learning what I need, what works best for my body, my mind, my life. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's just now living it really. Um, and just not comparing myself to other people's routines. Like I'll never be that person that gets up at five in the morning. Like I just never will. I would literally be a zombie. Like <laughs> it just doesn't suit. It just doesn't suit me. Like I need a good eight hours sleep to function because I think because I am so introverted and I on all day I'm dealing with people. My whole job is people. <laughs> so it exhausts me. And equally like Therefore, I'm never going to work till like seven o'clock at night because by four o'clock, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> so like, what's the point? <laughs> and I get way more done that way. Mm. I have like, I'm so like, so productive, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. Like I literally get so much done. It's if you compared me to somebody else in that sense, I would like, yeah, I'd blow them out of the water. <laughs> 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 I love that. I love yeah, that. But the I reason I am the reason I'm that way is because yeah. I don't try and work when I'm not feeling it. I you know, I'll if I'll go out for a walk, I'll walk the dog, like I'll cook myself a proper nutritious meal. <laughs> you know, I'll spend I'll have a coffee with my yeah. husband at one o'clock in the afternoon if, if he's on an evening shift or whatever and you know, and I don't say I don't feel bad about it because it gives me the energy I need to do what I need to do. <laughs> so what are the lessons then you've learned the most during your pursuit of your passion? Um, lessons. I think to be, it probably comes back to the, the sacrifices element, to be honest. Mm. Um, so when I first like was kind of developing myself as an entrepreneur, if you like, and I was investing a lot into kind of learning, you know, all sorts of things really um, about running a business. And I was, um, say, spending a lot of money doing courses and coaching and all this kind of thing. You can kind of get fixated on the strategies to become successful, like, you know, the best sales pitch, the best marketing technique, you know, the best, I don't know, way to manage your money you know, all the mindset stuff that you hear, like how to, you know, say it's the minefield of stuff. Um, and you can kind of convince yourself that, you know, the reason you're not yet successful is because there's something you don't yet know. There's something that you're missing. Like there's, this, there's a tip or a hack or, a, <laughs> or a something that you've not yet stumbled across. Um, when really what I've learned is that it's not, it's not something that you, it's not something, if you've done all that work, it's not that, it's not that there's something you don't know. <laughs> if you haven't done that work, there might be something you don't know. Um, but for me, it wasn't about the lack of not knowing the secret. It was literally just getting to know myself better, what I actually care about. Do I actually want to be, you know, a seven figure business coach no actually I don't <laughs> I don't like working on my own I like having a team around me I actually really like working with my dad <laughs> um I like building something meaningful you know and those are the things whatever money comes in actually that doesn't matter to me 
Now, my final question to you is what we all always, always ask our guests who come onto this podcast is, what does passion mean to you? I don't know. For me, like, say passion and happiness and just that feeling of I'm here for a reason. It kind of all rolls in together. When I'm pursuing my passion, I'm pursuing my, yeah, I suppose it's like clarity of like why I'm meant to be doing what I'm doing, like why this matters. And I think as long as I'm doing that, I'll always be passionate, driven, you know, excited to wake up. If it's answering that question of what's the point in me being here? (laughs) What's the point in, yeah, I think that's it really. The word passion means so many different things to so many different people. So it's a good answer. Love the answer. But Bethan, this has been a pleasure having you on In Pursuit Passion. Oh, thanks so much. It's been lovely spending this time with you as well. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of In Pursuit of Passion, produced by Empart Media and hosted by myself, Hamish Hallett. I hope you enjoyed listening to Bethan's pursuit of their passion and you can find all of her links down below in the episode bio. Until the next episode of In Pursuit of Passion, keep pursuing that passion and see you in the next one.